Your digital marketing could be underperforming because you are giving your customers too much credit in the intellectual department. Yes, that's right. Look, I know your business is sophisticated. You have expertise, loads of it. You know your space inside out. That obviously means that your customers are a discerning bunch of highly educated individuals, smarter than the average bear, if you will, just like you, in fact. But what if I told you that they're still clicking on headlines like baby ducks see water for the first time? Can you believe what they do? And this girl didn't know what's inside her, not until they cut off her pants. Shocking. Both of which, by the way, are real headlines. If you're wondering what the baby ducks do when they see water, they basically sip it and then they jump in. But that's beyond the point. You might be turning customers off by sharing too much of your expertise in your website, blog, and social media content. And this is happening far more often than people think. I hate to break it to you, your customers might just be slightly stupider than you're expecting. And if I'm right, it means that your content and website will be getting less traffic and fewer conversions than it deserves. So today I'm going to share a ton of examples to help you identify whether this is going to be an issue. And I'm going to share some examples of businesses that are nailing this as well so that you can copy them. Okay, let's do this. Welcome to the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. Welcome to the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. My name is Tim Cameron Kitchen. I'm CEO at Exposure Ninja. We're a digital marketing agency helping our clients to generate more leads and sales through their websites. And that is exactly what this show is about, helping you to get more leads and sales through your website. And so many businesses are inadvertently turning off great potential customers because they are they're not giving them enough help. They're expecting their customers to be cleverer than they are or more educated than they are about what they sell. Let me start with a story. We were dealing with a client recently. Now to protect their identity, I'm going to change their business just slightly. But let's say that they're a consultancy firm who help their clients buy businesses. They know every aspect of buying and selling businesses. They've been deep in this world for many years. This is their area of specialty. They want their website content and their blog content and their social content to demonstrate this deep expertise that they have. They really want to show that they're the gurus and they want to help people get that knowledge inside them. Fair enough, you might say. Completely agree, you might say. The trouble is, most of their clients are new to buying businesses and having never done it before, if they're faced with this sort of impenetrable guru of jargon and deep knowledge, actually this is basically useless and actually can be completely counterproductive. Their customers still need help with the absolute basics. So going deep on their website content isn't helpful and is just going to get a bounce. It's going to get someone going back to Google to restart that search. It's not going to get the engagement on social media that it needs because the customers just aren't there. They're talking about the same topic, but they're talking in completely different languages. This is quite a common problem. And one very simple way to identify if you might be susceptible to this in your business is what we found that some of the best calibrated people on a company's team about customer level of understanding is the sales team. The sales team are talking day in day out to customers and they're experimenting with how deep their knowledge needs to be to be able to pitch these people to get them to come on board. Now in many organizations, unfortunately, the sales team are sort of derided as having limited knowledge and a bit sneered at by the rest of the company because they don't understand things deeply. 
Well, guess what? They're the most calibrated to your customers. So if you're producing content which is more detailed than what the sales team can understand, then that's an indication you might be falling prey to this. But lots of businesses are falling prey to this without realizing. Now, there are two main areas where this tends to screw up digital marketing from what we've seen. The first area is the technical content mismatch. The example that we shared in the intro, the company that is selling information and consultancy to help other companies buy businesses, they had a technical content mismatch. I'm going to tell you another story. A little while ago, I needed to see a neurologist, or I actually saw multiple neurologists. And one of the reasons I saw multiple neurologists is I quickly identified that there are two types of neurologists out there. There are neurologists that are what I call the impenetrable gurus. These are people that have lots of deep understanding about neurology. They understand really deeply how the brain works and they can explain at length about the different chemicals going off and how the whole thing works and the history of neurology and all this stuff. They spend their lives deeply frustrated that everybody else doesn't share this level of knowledge. And they love to communicate this knowledge to people to help them understand every tiny minute detail of neurology. So that's the impenetrable gurus, the first type of neurologist. The second type is what I basically categorize as credible normal folk, right? It's the ITV version of neurology. These are people who realize that the patient doesn't really care about the brain chemicals. The patient basically wants to know, what should I do? Now, who is going to write a better textbook for the neurology industry? Well, it's probably going to be the impenetrable gurus because they've got this super deep expertise. But who's going to be more useful to a patient on a daily basis? It's going to be the credible normal folk. And because they know what the customer cares about, they know what the patient cares about, and they're calibrated better to that patient. Now, businesses fall prey to this in exactly the same way. They want to express all of their knowledge in their website content because they think they need to do this for credibility. Whereas actually a great way of building credibility is to demonstrate that you understand what's important to your customer. So I'm going to talk you through a couple of examples. If you want to see the, um, you want to see these actual pages, then you can go and watch the video version of this podcast on the Exposure Ninja YouTube channel. Now, you might think that buying a portable x-ray device is quite a technical purchase. Lots of technical stuff that goes into, you know, obviously x-ray technology and the fact that these things are portable and wheeled around in hospitals probably means that this is quite an advanced thing, right? This is certainly not something that you or I would be qualified enough to do. Well, Samsung have a healthcare division and they have some incredible copy and product page layout to sell these portable x-ray devices. So I'm not going to talk you through all of the copy. You can, again, you can see it um, if you want to. But what they've essentially done is in a very technical space where you'd think that it would all be about, you know, technical specifications and milliamps and ohms and all of these detailed things that I don't even know. They've basically laid out their product page like they're selling an iPhone. So this is logos, it's icons for shortcuts. It's talking about really understandable stuff like higher efficiency, shorter service time, longer lifespan, uh, rapid charging, three to four hours, all day operation, maximum exposure, sleep standby mode, 35 hours. It's basically expecting almost no prior knowledge on behalf of the buyer. Now, I happen to know a little bit about this space, and I know that that's a good bet because the buyer might not be an expert in x-rays. Well, if you compare this to some of their competitors in the space that are basically, you know, you read their product pages and it's almost like a white paper about portable x-ray technology. They are taking the impenetrable guru approach, whereas Samsung has taken the credible normal folk approach and they've made it really simple and easy to understand. Now, I don't know whether there was any internal conflict in trying to get this stuff approved, but they've nailed it. They've made it easy for everybody to understand. Now, they haven't simplified it to the extent where the, you know, the technical person is going to be put off by it. There's still detail if you want to find it and you can click to see all sorts of additional stuff. But 
What's important is they haven't made their customer feel stupid just because they don't understand every single aspect. Another example, a B2C example. Um, on Dell's website, they sell Alienware uh, headphones and Alienware is like a gaming sort of sub-brand. I think it used to be an individual company and then Dell might have bought it. Anyway, they've got this gaming headset and a gaming headset is basically a set of earphones with a microphone attached. And with sort of high-end headsets, it's really tempting for companies to go deep into technical specifications, to talk about impedance, to talk about whatever stuff like uh, noise floor, uh, maximum sound pressure, signal to noise ratio, the frequency response, all this type of stuff. It's really tempting to go deep on that stuff. But actually what Dell has done fantastically on this page is they've thought what's most important to gamers? What's most important to gamers, it turns out, is basically really enjoying your game. So getting sucked into the gaming experience, it's winning and then it's being comfortable. Right? And I can tell those things they've identified are the most important because all of the copy on the page is focused on that. So they've got a headline like, or a subheadline like, what winning sounds like. Hear the enemy before they hear you, even from a distance, with the immersive audio technology, featuring best-in-class custom-tuned drivers, custom-designed acoustic chambers, and custom-fit earpads, give you a wider and more dynamic soundstage, both in battle and out. So what they've done there is they've taken the thing that's most important to their customer, like, can these things get me a competitive edge in my games? Can they help me win? And then they've layered their expertise. So here's the thing that's most important to you and here's how we've used our expertise to deliver this thing to you. So they're not expecting their customer to be an expert in headphone technology. They're just saying, if you wanna win, hey, these are gonna be pretty good. So how about you? Can you say this for your website, blog or social content? Can you say that your content always ties back to your customer's goals or does it indulge a little too much in technical jargon? Now, sometimes you get a market that hasn't really made up its mind on the right level of technical to include in its content. And bespoke vitamins looks like to me one area where the companies inside this space haven't really decided how to market these products optimally. So in the blue corner, you have companies like uh, Bionic, spelt with a Q at the end, which are very technical. So these are you know, bespoke um, vitamins or custom-made vitamins. Basically, you fill in a questionnaire. The business goes like this, right? You fill in a questionnaire based on you know, lifestyle and age and gender and you know, shortages in whatever, you know, am I always tired, that type of thing. They will then blend a few different vitamins together as different supplements to you and sell it to you for a higher markup than if you were just buying like a bottle of vitamins off the, off the shelf. The pitch is, of course, it's more tailored to you, but also you can potentially save money because everything you need is in one supplement and it's all bespoke to you rather than you having to buy lots of different things. So that's basically the business model, right? And then you've got businesses that are taking a different approach to try and sell this to consumers. So on the one hand, you've got, like I say, Bionic, where they're going much more technical area. So they're talking about, you know, the different milligrams and micrograms that are going to be included for different people. They're showing examples of different people and their different situations and how the different milligram and microgram, I think it is, uh, balances of each vitamin is going to vary for each different type of person. You've got um, stats on their homepage, like 10 million possible formula combinations with up to 34 ingredients. You've got these charts showing what you get with theirs, what you don't get with competitors. You've got different sort of cohort examples, different customer types. You've got these questions, all these businesses have a questionnaire at the front end, right? That's their call to action. But the questionnaire kind of looks like a white paper a bit. It's got these stats and stuff on it. Then you've got dosage examples. 
the whole thing looks a bit technical. Now there's a good part of that, which is, wow, this looks really scientific. It looks super proven. But if I'm not that customer, if I'm not turned on by that, I'm turned off by that, well, that's going to be no good. That's the first approach. Then on the other side, you've got companies like Vitamin Buddy, which you can probably tell from the name. It's very, very different. The headline says, find out what vitamins your body really needs and get your first 30 days on us. Start quiz. It's all bright colors. It's all like we're vegan friendly, made in the UK, gluten free. How does it work? Take the quiz, get your plan, get your vitamins, get your pack, off you go. Yes, they've got some technical stuff in there, but it's not actually technical stuff. It's, hey, here are the nutritionists and here are the medical people who are behind our company, right? So that's how they've brought that credibility in without having to get technical at all. So you've got these two very different approaches to sell basically the same thing. One is just, yeah, save time. It's going to be awesome. Woo! And the other one's, here's all the technical amounts that you're going to need according to what your cohort matching is and where you fit in the Venn diagrams of the 34 million different combinations. Completely different approach. Then of course you've got businesses that sit somewhere between. Now I don't know what's right for this customer base, but if I was one of these companies, I'd be picking a specific customer profile and I would be talking to them, actually talking to them. I'd be paying to get them on the phone to find out where they are, what level of knowledge they have, what message resonates with them, and I'd be using that. If I could talk to people who sell to this customer base all day long, like staff in a like a Holland and Barrett or a shop that sells vitamins, that could also be a great shortcut because they're going to have insight about how much knowledge the general customer, the general public has about these types of things. The worst thing I could possibly do if I was starting a personalized vitamin or I was building a personalized vitamin brand would be to spend a year going deep into the technicalities of building a personalized vitamin brand and then me as the expert who knows the most about this space start diving into writing the website copy because in that year I'm going to have drifted so far away from my customer's knowledge level that I'm going to have become the impenetrable guru. I'm going to be talking about all sorts of stuff the customer just doesn't care about and I'm going to bore them to death and turn them off before I get the conversion. This also is why some companies find it so useful working with an agency like Exposure Ninja or any agency who can sort of be a, an impartial outside perspective. Now we'll often get bite back from clients where we'll say right here's the sort of content that we think we need to be publishing on your site and they'll say well that's way too basic for my business. My business is a you know we're selling to really technical highly educated people and sometimes yes but most of the time, actually, no, they might be the very highly educated technical people, but that doesn't mean that their customers are there yet. So not un I'm not underestimating the importance of technical knowledge and technical expertise at all. And sometimes in your marketing, absolutely that stuff needs to come out. If you're selling to a very sophisticated customer who knows exactly what they need, they understand all of the requirements, then of course, coming across too basic can be a turnoff just as much as coming across too technical can be to more basic audience. And then of course, you've got a whole segment of stuff like legal where you have to be legally compliant, you have to say certain things and all of that. So all of that stuff said, your technical level needs to match your audience. The other way that you might be overestimating your audience is actually in your marketing targeting in the first place. Let me talk this through. So sometimes a business won't even get on their audience's radar because they are targeting too narrowly. This is particularly important and particularly pervasive in flywheel marketing channels. So marketing channels which are based on some sort of positive feedback loop like social media for example. With social media the more impressions and engagement you get the more impressions engagement you get because 
the algorithms pick up your content as being something that is getting engaged with. So what's the actual problem here? Well, the problem here is that if a business wants to target a specific niche audience, often their social content or their website content will be purely focused at that niche audience. But without initial exposure to that niche audience, the content dies. It doesn't do anything at all. It gets no visibility because it's not relevant enough to the people that are seeing it for them to engage with it. So in that sort of situation, a much better approach can actually be to broaden, to target your marketing content to a wider audience in order to get visibility and exposure so that the niches that you actually want to appear to see you in the first place. Okay, let me give you some examples because this could get, it could sound complicated if we stay, stick to the theory. A very extreme example is Gary Vaynerchuk. Notice how on Gary V's YouTube channel, if you don't know Gary V, he's, um, I don't know how to describe him without using the word Gary V, but he is one of a kind. Anyway, if you go on his YouTube channel, you'll notice that the content that's being posted is about stuff like empathy and happiness and career advice. Well, this is really broad targeted content. What's the business model? Well, Gary owns an agency which works with like Fortune 100 brands to market them, to do their digital marketing. So how does that relate to YouTube videos about empathy and happiness? Well, he's using those YouTube videos and TikTok and Instagram and Facebook. He's using all of this to get massive visibility in order to get in front of his target customers and arrive there with credibility saying, look how much following we've built on all of these social channels. We can do the same for you. So what he's not doing is he's not giving like a 20 minute video on in-depth how to get stakeholder engagement for your 2023 marketing plan if you're an FMCG company in the Fortune 50, right? He's not doing that. He's not actually focusing the marketing content on stuff that his target audience is going to find necessarily that useful. He's just using it to get on their radars so that when they do have a conversation, he has that credibility, okay? So it's a message for the masses to build visibility in order to get on the radars of a specific group of target customers. You'll notice pretty much anyone on social media that uses their social platform to generate customers is doing a similar sort of thing. So Sally Krawcheck, for example, who's an amazing uh, LinkedIn influencer, she talks about finance, leadership, and gender equality to get mass visibility. Her business is Elvest. It's an investment platform for women. So it's for like high net worth women to invest. But her LinkedIn content is stuff like, is there going to be a recession or gender equality stuff? It's a marketing message for the masses in order to appear on the radars of her niche audience, right? So it's a mass broadcast to reach a niche audience. Now, were Gary or Sally to purely create content optimized for their perfect customer, well, they might not get as many of those perfect customers because they wouldn't have the reach, they wouldn't have the visibility in the first place. That's what I mean about these being flywheel marketing channels. The same is true for SEO and content. If you want to get ranked for competitive service terms, high commercial intent terms, you often need to publish mass market content so that you can get lots of visibility in the first place, pick up some links, which will help your visibility of your niche pages. So uh, let me talk you through an example. So there's a site called AABRS, AABRS.com, and they are an insolvency practitioner. So they basically work with companies who, uh, who need to go insolvent, they need to liquidate the business or whatever. So that's their business. But they've got loads of content on their site ranking for stuff like when is my VAT due, VAT being a tax that we have in the UK, when is my VAT due, because they know that this is the sort of stuff that gets 
lots of interest. This has mass appeal. This is a fairly broad topic. Now, of course, there are going to be people who are searching for when is my VAT due. And the reason they're searching for that is that their company is about to go insolvent. So they could be a, a, a client of AABRS. But they are in the very, very small minority here. That's not the strategy. The strategy is mass relevant content in order to rank, in order to pick up links and get traffic so that they can build their authority and credibility so that they can rank for their other pages. They have posts that seem to be completely unrelated to their core business topic. One of them is uh, what small business grants are available for women. Well, what has that got to do with insolvency practitioners? Well, the thing it has to do with it is that that sort of thing can get, pick up really high authority links. For example, that's got links from various university sites right? Because having some sort of directory of small business grants available to women is the sort of thing that people will link to. So they've used this as a way of getting high authority links, which increases the authority of their site, which helps them to rank number one for stuff like voluntary liquidation, which is much more specific to their company. So what they've done is they've targeted broad, they've got broad visibility in order to boost their visibility to a niche audience. Does that make sense? So the question here, does your website, blog or social content cast a slightly or much wider net than your target customer? If not, and you're not getting the traffic, you're not getting the traction that you want, that could be something to explore. So I hope you found this useful. Your target audience might be slightly stupider than you think. You might need to tone down the level of technical expertise in order to really resonate with them. And you might need to broaden your marketing content to target people who have much less expertise in the specific areas that you're used to talking about in order to counterintuitively get more visibility in front of the real customers that you actually want. So. If you haven't already, request your free website and marketing review from the team here at Exposure Ninja. We will give you some feedback on this type of stuff. Are you talking about the topics that are most likely to get you new customers to your business and increase your visibility, get you ranking, get you social shares or not? Go to ExposureNinja.com forward slash review to request your free review today. I will see you next week.